You're listening to And the Beat Goes On, Dating After Divorce. You have your hosts, Deanne McDonald. Hello. I waved like, like me. people saw me. Hi. I know. <laughs> I saw you. Our guest saw you. Thank you. Um, and me, Jackie Trammell. And we have a return guest and friend of the show, MJ. Mike, welcome back. Hello, everyone. We're so hello, excited hello. to so have you back. Thank you. And we're so glad to be back. We're going to make you stay the whole time this time. I got it. I'm in. Okay. All right. So before we dive into our topic, I, you know, I started getting all these little alerts yeah. of things that pop up in the, on the interwebs about dating and relationships and dating kind of in our age range. And so I just love to share some of the fun or kind of interesting things that pop up. So the first one I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about real quick, um, the New York Post um, had an article about the best thing about dating your zodiac sign. And since we've done an episode, oh. Dion, on astrology, yeah. I thought it was funny. Now, the first thing it talks about is it ranks all of the signs from, it's called Top Signs Americans Refuse to Date. So the first one is the sign, so hold on, hold on. more Americans refuse to date. No, re remind, okay, so we're Cancers, and what is MJ? Capricorn. You're a Capricorn, aren't you? Yeah. Capricorn. Okay. I just wanted to, I wanted all of us to like, we're all clear on what we are just because now I want to hear the list. Okay, go. Okay. So the list starts with the, the sign that more Americans refuse to date and ends with the sign that the least percentage of Americans refuse to date. So it's kind refuse of a- Refuse to date. Okay. Can, backwards? It's a little bit backwards. Okay. Can but I, I thought this was I interesting. Guess? Yeah. What do you think the- that I'll have you both guess. What do you think is the sign okay. that most Americans, or the well, it's not most, but the, with the highest percentage of Americans refusing to date? Leo. Taurus. No, no. What? Scorpio. Uh -uh. I'd say Scorpio is who they would probably prefer to date. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Gemini. Let's go Gemini. Yes, it's Gemini. 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 Yeah, and then they're crazy. Sorry. And then the second <laughs> sign that most, the second least popular sign to date, I guess, is wah, wah, cancers. Oh, <gasps> lies. You're second on the list. Oh. Then comes Taurus. Then Aries. Oh, then okay, Leo. Fine. And then we've got ah. Virgo, Scorpio um, is what seventh yeah. on the list. Libra, mm -hmm. Sagittarius, Capricorn is third <gasps> from the bottom of this best. list. So I guess third from the top. Aquarius the and then Pisces, only 7% of Americans refuse to date Pisces. Okay. Can I just tell you something kind of quirky about that list? So Pisces is number one and Aquarius is number two or mm -hmm. what, you know, yeah, that's essentially, yeah. those were my two ex-husbands. So I'm here to tell you, <laughs> y'all wrong. Every one of you who did that survey, dead freaking wrong. And I mean, Casey would I have like a lot to say about that, our guest. <laughs> I'm like just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, like, it's just, it's ironic, isn't it? It's funny because I have, uh, as you all know, or those of you who listened to that episode and Dion know that <laughs> I have spent some time actively avoiding Leos and to a certain extent Gemini's right. as well. So I wasn't super surprised to see right. Gemini's on the list. Um, I but Leo's I didn't really expect Cancers up, to be second. So, um, but you know what? I think we get a bad rap because we're like supposedly, supposedly overly emotional, overly sensitive, you know? So I think, Yes, we can be emotional and sensitive, but I feel like we get a bad rap for being over the top in those areas. So I can see why well, people wouldn't want to date us, but we're awesome. <laughs> Remember, sun awesome. signs aren't everything, right? Um, they did list the best thing about each sign, about dating someone from each sign. So I don't need to read them all of all to you, mm -hmm. but um, to make you feel a little better about us cancers, um, we are sweet, nurturing, and protective, emotional, and sensitive. Mm -hmm. And for you, my friend, MJ, the Capricorn, provides structure and stability, very low drama, slow and steady. Hey, Is that me. true? Does that sound <laughs> right? Wow. Nice. 
And just just for you, Dion, Pisces are one of the most romantic signs. They value heart and feelings and they're artistic. So I that mean, might be why I, they're Yes, they I, I agree with all that. Others. I do think supposedly Pisces and Cancers are great matches. It just didn't happen to work for me. I just find it ironic that it was number one and number two or my two exes. I, I just thought that's funny. So. <laughs> but I'm, well, yeah. I'm, but I think I've been attracted to more Tauruses than anything else. And that's also on the naughty list. So, you know, <laughs> right up there that with us, right? Naughty. They just <laughs> need you more kidding. because... <laughs> So there was another article I thought that was pretty funny that was about this concept of whelming. Have you heard of that? Of what? Whelming? Whelming. Like not over, that, not Jay? under. I have not. So it's what this, the? it's typically like an online dating behavior where people are like, um, so it's, it, it's like, I'm so overwhelmed by all the matches that I'm getting on this online dating thing. And it's kind of a, um, bragging about how attractive they are yeah. and so there was this article i read that kind of talked about that and and um whelming yeah and they were like i just wondered if anyone had heard of that it's evidently a new thing no. that we need to be aware of so and I here's my it okay oh it's it's well i it's funny because i looked up whelming oh what is whelming slang okay so originally the whelming definition was was something that had nothing to do with dating. So then I looked down whelming slang. It's a new dating term to describe a very irritating behavior. Mm -hmm. um, I guess. Okay, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? Turns out the answer is yes. So it's what happens when matches spontaneously lament about how overwhelmed they are by their other matches instead of flirting with the person that they're talking to what yeah so i Help guess if out you're out there if you're out there online dating don't do this it's unattractive right so, so it's humble bragging essentially right like it's, oh i just have so many matches i just don't know what to do with them all oh my god i'm so popular <laughs> right I'm so popular like i hate how many people keep messaging me it just sucks Okay, something last like that? thing that came up, a lot, yes, something very much like that. Weird. And evidently, Weird. everyone agrees that it's annoying. So, yeah, those of you who are out there online dating, maybe avoid that behavior. Don't worry. It's well. rude. So, last question I have for you guys based on random things I learned in the last couple of weeks Do either of you know what a soft boy is? And that's spelled soft B O I, all one word. That's a very fuzzy well. dog. It's a very fuzzy, boy. cuddly just dog. Boy. You're not a soft boy. You just have like. I would say like whippy, <laughs> a whippy dude, maybe. I don't know. So it's kind of like, okay, so you know the, the current slang for a player, right? Okay, I'm just going to say it, the fuck boy, right? Right. So oh, it's yeah. like a kinder, gentler version of that. So it's typically someone... What? who's a cuter, less masculine version of a player. And so they the idea is that these people come off as kind of sweet and gentle. They're generally well-educated um, and they use it to their advantage like players do. Like they, they use it to lure in partners. Um, it happens in heterosexual, heterosexual dating, but also in the LGBTQ plus community, that's a big deal. So watch okay. out for soft boys and well oh, Hold on. I I just take offense to the fact that they're using the B-O-I word because I swear that's like a dog thing. Like, good boy. It's supposed to be with like a B-O-I. You're not supposed to use that for actual like dicks. That are Except that like, when a guy's a player, you call him a dog, right? Yeah. Which is totally offensive also to dogs everywhere. Do you have this in defense of all canine creatures right now? <laughs> I really, all the time, not just right now. Y'all know me. No, uh, I, I just, you know, you can call it a soft boy, but you, you just need to use why. That's all I'm saying. B-O-Y, like a boy, the boy that he is. The little boy that he's acting like when he treats women like crap. Or other men, depending on or other men. his right. orientation, no, right. Right? right? Right, so thank you. Those okay, were all the random 
things that I learned this week that I didn't think maybe warranted their own topic, but deserved a little attention from us. So <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you for so keeping us updated on the current dating terms. I, you know, I am here to inform. Oh, I appreciate it. Sometimes it. I'm a little overwhelmed by all the information that I learn, but well, you're um, I'm so whelmed. You're well. <laughs> Actually, if you're appropriate, like that's balance, right? That I'm just, I'm whelmed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. That's weird. All right, Dion. Reaching. Yes, hi. Mike, let's talk about <clears throat> sex, baby. Oh, no? Well, I mean, oh, we sex. can talk about that. If you want, you want pivot. We can talk about sex. <laughs> we will be. We will be. But what is our actual topic today? So, Jackie? We're talking about, you know, we're humans. We change. We evolve. Sometimes we physically change in all kinds of different ways. So, um, <laughs> You know, for me, I think about this in terms of maybe weight gain or weight loss, other changes that happen when you're aging, like hair um, graying or disappearing or growing in places it didn't used to grow. And so um, just kind of talking about how that affects both dating and relationships. Okay, gotcha. So basically what we're saying is like, because I've actually done a lot of thinking about this too. Um <clears throat> You know, I know you and I were both married for a long time. And, um, you know, I think for me, like I was actually thinking about this earlier today about the fact that my last marriage, I was with him for 11 years. And I remember we got together in our late 20s. And I think in your late 20s, you don't think about aging. Like at least, at least I didn't think about aging. I was just like, yeah, this is. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's good. Like I didn't have major body image issues. I was just like happy with where I was and who I was. But I remember I was, you know, I was married to someone or I was with someone for a long time through my thirties and into my forties. <clears throat> and I remember as we started getting older, we would see older women, let's say, and, he, and, you know, that were attractive and he would always make the comment to me like, Oh yeah, she's attractive. You're going to be so hot. You know, I can't wait till you get older, you're going to be so beautiful. And like, I always felt very validated, like he loved me no matter what. And so as I got older, I never really worried, let's say about, oh, is he going to fall out of love with me? Because he always made me feel very assured in that, you know, he, he saw me for who I was and he was excited to grow old with me. So it didn't occur to me that that was even a thing. And then suddenly I'm in my 40s and I'm back out in the dating world. I don't have that validation anymore. And it's been a little different for me. And I'm sure for you too, just kind of getting back out there and thinking, okay, I the reality of it is I, I am aging and things are looking different. They're feeling different. Um, and what does that mean as I'm back out in the dating world because I don't have that person who loves me no matter what anymore. <laughs> you know, so, so that's kind of, I've been processing that a lot and just remembering what it felt like to be back out there at a very different level. Okay. Mike, what do you think about this as you kind of, you're, you're in the dating world again and, or still, and I mean, is this something that, that has crossed your mind? Oh yeah. I, I think as, as men, we're, we're different. I mean, I think the, the gauge is if you've still got it, right? I mean, okay. we go through some major changes with hair loss and gray hair and beer guts and all kinds of shit that can get out of control. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's always been the litmus test is going out in an atmosphere and being like, you know, do I still have it? You know, can I still pull a, a dime piece as we, as we like to call them? But, um, wait, I, what? I know, a dime piece. It's a perfect 10, but the slang oh, for it is a dime oh, piece. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, you know, I think about this a lot because for, you know, my weight fluctuates all the time anyway. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. And so that's a thing that definitely when we start talking about how 
that changes relationships. I certainly have some things to say. But one of the things that I've noticed is I've always been very, my identity is very much connected to my hair, right? And as that hair is changing color rapidly, I start thinking, oh my God, am I even still the same person? Because I, this one piece that's so key to my identity is, is changing completely outside my control. I see you taking a picture, Dion. <laughs> of your lovely you. hair. Of your beautiful hair. Well, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like we all have these things and that's something that I know is going to change over time and I see it happening. And so yeah. that does kind of mess with, with me a little bit mentally in, I have to stop and say, okay, it, it's, it's just hair. It's not a big deal, but it's, it's hard to see those changes happening. And that's something that you just can't time marches on, man. You can't just ignore it. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally understand. I hear what you're saying about your hair. And it's funny because for, for me there, I mean, there are things like that too. Um, I, I always, I remember reading this article like 20 years ago um, and I've always been really thin. And I remember reading this article saying, as you age, thin women don't age as well because they lose the fat store. You know, you lose the fat stores in your face. And so if you don't have any to begin with, then you're going to be more wrinkly. And it's true. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> and I, you know, same as you, I have to be like, almost like talking myself off a ledge, like, okay, D, stop noticing every single new wrinkle in your face. Like, it's a life well lived. Yes, you have new smile lines. You know, yes. It, do you know that Nora Ephron book, um, I Feel Bad About My Neck? Do you guys know that book? Oh, no, I've not. <laughs> There's a book that came out of, like 10 years ago by Nora Ephron, who's the you know, movie writer. Mm -hmm. It's like she's written like when Harry met Sally and all those famous movies. And she wrote a book called I Feel Bad About My Neck. And I never got that until now. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I feel bad about my neck. <laughs> and it's just, it's just those things that yes, it's the reality of aging. Like, yes, my face is thin and yes, I can see every wrinkle and I'm not excited about that. And at the same time, it is who I am. And like, what am I going to do about it? Except just say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There are bigger, better, more beautiful things to think about in life. And we know that to be true, but it, I think living in a culture where, especially for women, and I don't want to speak for you, MJ, so tell me if I'm wrong, but especially for women, there's so much focus on the way we look. It is, it is difficult when we start noticing those things about ourselves that are changing. Well, I mean, just when you think about sort of the, the broad, you know, overly generalized perception of the difference between how men and women age. Women aren't called silver foxes. Uh, thank you. Right? <laughs> I literally <laughs> said that today. I literally said that today. Women are like, called old. Men are well, called mature. Or, or instead of saying <laughs> she looks old, they say, oh, she looks good for her age. Nobody says that about a man. They say, what a silver fox, right? Like it's That is my worst. That's the worst thing anyone can say, by the way. She looks good for her age. That's bullshit. She looks good full stop. Yeah, you're right, though. You don't say it about men. Like, no one's going to be like, MJ, you look great for your age. You're like, MJ, you look amazing. You. you still got it. Hey. You can still pull a dime piece. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted though. to speak to you, you know, in terms that we're important to you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, oh, go ahead. I think aging is so it's so tough and we put so much pressure on ourselves and I don't know if it's social media or, you know, just th there's glitz and glamor in your face always. And, you know, there's images of what the perfect body is and the perfect face and this, that, and the third. So mm -hmm. it's just a lot of pressure to benchmark yourself against. And I'm like, I just started working out again and I'm like, man, I'm in like a slump. I can't crawl myself out of, I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. I can't lose the weight like I did before. And it's just like, oh shit, what's happening? I'm like, this whole aging thing sucks. I'm like, at the <laughs> one point where I should have this shit dialed in, I don't. And I'm back in the dating scene and I'm like, ah, it's the heaviest MJ's ever been. Hmm. Well, let me ask you guys this question. 
because we're talking about being back in the dating scene for all of us, right? How do these aging changes affect the way you approach the dating scene or the way you enter, you know, the way you just behave within it? Does, is it different because of age related factors? Yes and no um, for me. Yeah. Um, I would say it's definitely different. Um, I feel like the old guy that's out of place when I go out, you know, as you know, I've, I've picked up DJing. So I've got some local gigs I do on the weekends and just the age difference and maturity difference between myself and, and the crowd that's in there. I mean, it's 20, 30 year olds. I mean, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm 85 when yes. I'm in there. And, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've approached a couple of people in there. It's like, oh, who's this old man? I'm going to get him to buy me a drink, but that's it. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I have officially fallen into that category of the the old guy at the club that's still trying to buy people drinks. And Have you, when you talk about being at the club and trying to pick up women, have you, do you feel like your target dime piece oh, has geez. changed as you've aged? Are you of still course. going after the 23 year old girls or are you looking no. at more mature oh. ladies now? I'm actually, I've always <clears throat> liked older women. So it's, I've never, that's never been my attraction point in the mm. low twenties or even mid twenties. Right. But even uh, even when you were that age, or like you always looked that age. older women? Okay. Yeah. I don't cool. know why. It's just uh it's been my jam. Um, I think they forced you, JT, to be in that lane. I mean, I think body language, I, I just when you get in your mid-40s as guys, we just don't have it anymore. I mean, it's just in that atmosphere. Maybe if the age range was a little different, if the atmosphere and the Omnius was a little different, but. Uh -uh. But when you say you don't have it anymore, what is what does that mean to you? Um, it feels like just game in general. I mean, it used to be we'd all go out and you'd meet someone and whatever have you, but it's <laughs> just it's like a, a, a decisive line now, and it's it's just like I've crossed over to that side where. It's like DJ and then get the hell out because you don't have any business mingling yeah. with the young crowd anymore. Because you need to get home and game. get your sleep because it's right? getting late but, and you know my geritol and all that. Good <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> but but <laughs> but let me back up because when you say like I don't have game anymore, I for one have never liked the guys who have game. I like real. I like. I even when I was in high school, I remember I was never going to go after the guy that all the other girls thought was like the it guy. Because to me, I was, I just, I, I don't know, like the guys who thought they were super smooth or who were just, you know, who had all the lines, like that just doesn't do it for me and it never has. So mm -hmm. I would, you know, like, and maybe, maybe it is my age, but I don't think so because I've always been this way. And I know that there are a lot of women out there like me from all age ranges, age ranges who don't want that smooth talking, line slinging guy. So I would probably well, we just like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? You know I mean, come on. Smart me. game. No. And when I hear got game, that's what I think. So I don't know if that's the way you're talking about it, but that kind of guy turns me off instantly. Yeah, no, it's no one wants to be the Rico Suave. It's like, hey, mm -mm. like Fabio coming to the club and just, the dating hey, world. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> but I mean, I, I just, it's hard to put my finger on it, Dion and JT. Okay. Um, it, it's just hard to put my finger on it. It's just realizing now that I'm getting older and my, A, my preference has always been my age and above, but it's just my things that I'm attracted to has changed. Um, I just, I love more, a more mature woman. I mean, I just, it's like, as I age and it, it's funny because a lot of guys that age, their preference goes down in age. Right. What they're looking for, right. You got the, right. the 55 year old man with the 25 year old girlfriend. I think I'll be rocking with the 65 year old woman. 
Do you think that's a, <laughs> an effort to reclaim their youth? They're like, I can't reclaim my youth, but I can claim hers. That, and I think they're footing all the bills. So it's a sugar daddy, sugar baby. The sugar daddy, the whole sugar daddy thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, do men like being so sugar daddies? You, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine yes, they do. Yes, because while a, while a woman's identity is based on around her looks and her youth a man's identity is based around how much money they make and how well they take care of women and that is so archaic and that is so old-fashioned and yet it still persists but that may be true um okay so let's talk about certain changes physically and let's say you're in a relationship so like from my perspective, when I was married, I lost a significant amount of weight and that had an impact on the relationship. But at the same time, some women as or some people as they age, they gain weight in their relationship and that has a different um, impact on the relationship. So, I mean, I have some thoughts around this, but I'm just curious. Um, you know, I did a little bit of reading on this topic and it's interesting. So weight gain is pretty normal within a, a relationship. Um, a certain amount at least is considered normal. Um, and it has a lot to do with people being comfortable. Um, couples often get so comfortable that they stop like working out and they sit around on the couch a lot and mm -hmm. that can have an effect on it. Um, and mm -hmm. less emphasis there's a lower emphasis on staying in shape because we're not out there on the prowl, right? Mm -hmm. We're you're not trying whatever. to find someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and other reasons weight gain is contagious. If one partner becomes obese, the other partner, the internet told me is something like 37% more likely to also gain weight if their partner has become obese. They're just commiserating. So, well, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, you, you no, I, your habits tend to, if you're in a relationship, your habits tend to, right. to um, affect one or, you know, impact one another. So it's just interesting. And that has all different kinds of experience or um, effects on a relationship. Have either of you ever been with someone who gained weight during your relationship? Yes. Dion? Oh, she froze again. I have as well. Oh, you have? Did it change how... Damn it. You no, know, you're okay. Did it change how um, you felt about that person within your relationship? It didn't for me. Um, it I always try to be there mentally, emotionally, physically, regardless. I mean, they were my person, so um, right. I was going to hold her, hold her down for for the long haul. I mean, no matter how much weight that they gained or lost or hair loss. Um, my ex actually went through cancer in two thousand thirteen. Oh. I think it was. And oh, wow. lost all of her hair, went through that whole, had mm -hmm. to go through chemo and radiation. And I mean, I loved her just as much then as I did when she had locks down to her <laughs> shoulders. I mean, oh. so I, I think it, it can, it can change. Um, I've also been in relationships where there's been extreme weight loss mm -hmm. and then there's a whole nother sense of confidence. I think, in a relationship, you just have to make sure that you make them feel special regardless, because I think a lot of times if there is weight loss, there's a tension that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the tension oh, yeah. that uh, they're not used to getting at home or getting from their man. Um, they welcome that attention. And nine times out of 10, when it goes the other way and there's weight loss, it usually makes a huge rift in the relationship if they've not had that verbal appreciation on a regular basis. I think that's that's a real danger. And some of the stuff that I read really agrees with what you just said. I'll say mm -hmm. from my experience, um, when I was married, I lost 80 pounds. And um, it was interesting because I'd been married at a heavier weight and then my weight went up and then I dropped all this weight. And it was interesting because my marriage ended a couple of years after I lost that weight. 
And I, it wasn't a cause and effect, but the two were related. And I'll tell you why. The, the physical life that I was living prior to losing weight was reflective of the lifestyle that we had, which was a little lazy, a little, you know, mediocre, right? And I reached a point in my, in my own being where I was like, okay, I'm, I, this, I'm, not, I'm done with this. I need better in a lot of different areas. And so I lost weight as was, it's sort of the biggest outward sign of some of those changes. And then my marriage not lasting had less to do with the fact that I lost weight, but more to do with the fact that I changed mentally and he never did. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because he was still in the same place. But I will say that attention thing is real. And it was a big adjustment to get used to people paying attention to me in a way that they hadn't previously. No, I was just thinking when you when you were asking about like if we've ever been with someone who's gained weight and I've been in a couple of relationships, long term relationships where my partner gained weight and like MJ, it didn't make me love them any less. But I will say um, and this is a slightly different angle. Um, my father was very, very, very obese my entire life. And my mom hmm. never was. She was always very fit, very active. Um, and I watched my parents my whole life growing further and further apart because the older they got, the more my mom continued to be active and the less my father could do. And so, um, you know, as like when we were little, my dad was always obese, but he was at least able to go hiking and do, you know, bike rides and things like that. And as they got older, he became more and more sedentary. And so my mom was lonely because she wanted to go out and do bike rides and walks and hikes. And she didn't have a partner who could do those things with her. So I would say it's not that I become less physically attracted to my partner because I love them no matter what. Um, It's that I worry that as I grow older with someone, I want someone who can continue to be physically active with me. And also let's be realistic as we get older, you know, we start to develop health concerns around obesity. And again, I watched my dad have every (laughs) disease you could have um, until he finally passed away. And it was just, it was hard to watch. So I don't want a partner who I'm going to have to be worried about my whole life. Um, so yeah, it's, so it's, it's more that for me, like more the health concerns and wanting to grow old with someone who actually will be able to keep up with me for the long haul, I guess. So let me ask you this question. I know how as my weight, cause my weight's up now from where it was before. And, um, I know how that affects how I feel within a relationship and, mm-hmm. and within dating, like I feel less secure about, um, you know, meeting people and, you know, getting naked with people and those kinds of things. Right. Do you think in these relationships that you guys have had where you've dated people who have gained weight that they're, while your feelings maybe didn't change about them, do you think that their feelings, could you tell or sense a difference in how they felt about the relationship or themselves within the relationship? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's um, it brings on an insecurity. And I mean, I can speak from experience being on both sides, being the weight gainer and being with someone that had gained the weight as well. Um, it, it, it rattles your confidence, even if you've got mm-hmm. someone there in your in your corner. Um, it just it rattles your confidence and uh, it it makes a huge difference, I think. I mean, I think it makes a huge difference. Um, a, it's I love what uh, Dion said about health reasons and and being there, making sure that they're around. But I've I've found with myself just with recent waking um, confidence levels down. Just I'm a social butterfly. I'm like the biggest <laughs> like extrovert <laughs> you could find, and mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like I'm like 
kind of closed off in my little silo. And I'm like, oh, this is not me. Like, I'm like, Mr. Like, go out and have a good time and go out and do it by yourself if you have to. But it's just. It, and do you think that's because of the weight gain or is, are there other factors involved? Um, I think it is because cause the weight gain. I mean, I think okay. it's more of a, it's added more of a complex to things. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause you know that women love the dad bod, right? <laughs> right. But men, you never oh, hear man. a guy go. No. You never hear a guy go, that, that mom bod. Did you check out okay. her mom jeans? Okay. Like, so, you don't hear that right. with the dad no. bod. We all no. love so it. So that leads us to another huge issue with, you know, obviously the double standard. Right. And I, I was having a conversation with someone earlier about this, the, a man earlier um, about that thing. And it is the truth. Like exactly what you're saying, Jackie. Like a woman puts on a few pounds and it's like, oh, she's fat. A man puts on a few pounds like, oh, I got something more to hang on to. Yeah, dad bod. Woo woo. So <laughs> I, I was saying that for your for your confidence, MJ. But also it does bring up that freaking double standard. So let's talk about that. So I will say, okay, in defense of men, um, because I am a what right now I'm a heavier than I was before, right? And the person that I started seeing recently, I, I get super uncomfortable with the idea of intimacy with someone new and to have someone validate, no, I love your curves. And it didn't make me, it wasn't mm -hmm. a way of saying, at least it didn't feel like, oh, I love that you're a big old fatty. It was more like <laughs> appreciation for, so I will say as much as, as not, maybe not as much, but there are men who appreciate the mom bod, if you will. Oh, um, because think about this. We talked about this in our episode with your sister about a yes. year ago about body image. I have the opposite. I'm always insecure that I don't have enough boobs or like I'm too skinny. And most men are like, ew. I mean, it's like, we can't do anything right. You know, as women, I feel like we're either, we're too thin, we're too fat. Like there's too much, there's too little. It's like, fuck. Well, <laughs> and this and is not to take away from MJ's comment. I was just giving you props, MJ. Like rock the dad bod. Dad well, bod and I think in the what, house. I think what that <laughs> comes down to though is, whatever we want to do with our bodies, whether it's gain weight, lose weight, whatever, we have to do it for ourselves and not for the people right. that we're dating, because there's always going to be someone that doesn't appreciate, but there's always going to be someone who does. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right. So we talked about those things. So we, we talked earlier about hair. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, tell us about your hair routine. I'm, I'm losing this battle already. This battle. He's well, a no, beautiful but, bald man. He's a beautiful hey, black bald man right here. Hey, hey. Love it. We already <laughs> talked about the fact that he was dating someone who lost her hair and that didn't impact how oh, he Oh, we're felt. talking about women. Sorry. So, well, yes and no. But, Dion, have you been with someone who who lost hair, like someone you married or dated or whatever, who had a lot of hair and then started balding and similar to the weight gain issue or weight loss issue. Did you, did you, have you ever dealt with someone who struggled with that? Cause a lot of men, just like me, a lot of men have their identity is in their hair too. And when that starts going. I have it, not dated anyone who started with, with good hair and lost it. I have not seen that. I have started dating someone hardly has any hair and he just makes fun of it. And he, I think he's always been like, that's always been his thing. And like, to be honest, when, you know, I like hair on guys, like I, I like to run my fingers through hair. So when we first started dating, I was like, hmm, don't know if this is going to work for me, but I got over it and I don't think he really cares that much. So. Okay. But I haven't, I, mean, I haven't experienced like the, the hair loss thing. Well, and when I was married, um, the guy I was married to when we, when we got married at 23. So he had a full head mm, of hair. Right. Mm, and then mm. as we aged, cause we were together for several years, it started thinning. I wouldn't say I, even to this day, I don't, he's not bald, but he definitely, the hairline receded, the, the hair thinned a bit and it was never an issue for me, but I know he felt some sensitivity around that. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, it, I just, I just wonder I guess my question was if you guys had experienced anything 
Mike, I've never known you with hair, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I, old you I, were I, when you when you just stopped having it. I jumped it. the gun, man. I was like, it's coming. I just shaved it. Honestly, I'm having a hard time imagining ago. you with hair because you're like yeah. so amazing the way you I, are right now. I wish you guys could see it. Well, they will see him because I'm taking a picture. Hey. I kind of wish. A <laughs> Hey. That you would send me a picture of you with hair just so I can picture it. I would like to see that. I could because that. I've known you a long time and I have never, <laughs> ever seen you with hair. I can't even imagine it. I started shaving my head as a freshman. No, excuse me, as a junior in college. Okay. And at that time, were you starting to notice signs of losing hair and that's why you did it? Or did you just like the bald look? I actually had dreads. And... <gasps> um, what? Yeah. I, I was gonna say that earlier, and I thought it was—I was joking. I was gonna say, "Oh, I can see it with dreads." And I it actually, can... from twisting up around the hairline, it receded my hairline. Was, <gasps> oh. I mean, bad. And I was like, you know, like Stevie Wonder, bad. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you never went back. Wonder, nothing against Stevie Wonder. No, no. But it's, yes, yeah, it's his, not a great look. His hairline starts back here. Uh, right. I was I was going in that direction. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! But you still you shave so still, right? Like I shave still, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks great. Thank you. Um, and look, there's not even any gray in your mustache or your like. But you know, I, I shaved today, but like. Okay. On my sides and underneath my chin is like Santa Claus. I cannot Stop. grow black hair. Anywhere Stop. through here, I'm dead serious. Dead yes, serious. but and but like, as a man, you would here. just be the silver fox, so you should yeah. go with that. I always get, oh, we like the salt and pepper look, and I'm like, eh. see, they don't say that but to again. Women, you have FYI, to, you have yeah. When my mustache turns gray, <laughs> nobody finds that attractive. It's so weird. No, I no one likes the gray hairs in my mustache. That's funny. <laughs> no, my, my, no, my favorite thing is when like I'll be in my car and it's you know all sunny, right? In my car, and I'll look in the rear view for a second and I'm like, what the fuck? There's like this hair, like that's been literally like growing for I don't know, months out of my chin. It just stinks <laughs> right out. And I'm like, and nobody bothered to tell me about that. Because they the literally pop out overnight. <laughs> like <laughs> you'll get like these and yeah, and like Mike, your long hairs. Like, what the hell? Mike, this is what happens to women. And it's never like <laughs> a little, it, we little thing. No. There's, it's like, and it's and like it's never like just laying some. It's this no. coarse, long hair. It sticks straight like, out pierce a person with <laughs> if they got too close and like, and like literally you don't even know it's there until it's like a foot long and y'all what and you're thinking, <laughs> who all has seen this thing and hasn't bothered to let me know it's ridiculous that's too funny yeah mm -hmm. so yeah uh, you lose it and you hand it on over to us and we just put it on our chin <laughs> it's beautiful all right so i'm gonna get <sighs> real for a minute on the topic it? of hair. Oh, you guys, it's because I love no. and trust you both that I'm going to share this with you. But it's not just um, us. Oh, that's okay. I love and trust everyone that listens to Okay. All the beat heads. Ready? Go. So there's this thing that happens with women as you age where hair appears other than on your chin. They might, you might find some on your chest. Say. Wait, no. Did this just start for you? Because I've I mean, had this since I was in my twenties. But here's what's here's what's a fun thing. I used to be able to. So it's a fun. I used to be able to just grab a, a tweezer. Yeah. And and yeah. like get you the thing. Them. Right. Mm -hmm. But now my eyesight's not as good as it used to be. So now I have to get the readers out to pluck the hairs off my boobs. <laughs> so it's not very sexy. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> and there's logistical problems because I'm wearing my readers right now because I'm looking at a screen. So in order to get the ones that are on your chest, you look down, but then I'm looking below my readers. So they're not really working because oh I'm looking down the bottoms. So then you have to like grab the boob and lift it up and then do the tweeze. Like it's a whole unattractive thing that happens. Aging is not graceful. So 
so story time when i was mm -hmm. in my like i i literally have always had hairs around my nipples and mm -hmm. um yeah i and love like that you said that really quick <laughs> <I know. laughs> well where where i am there are teenagers not too far away so i'm oh there's one here who probably just yeah, heard okay. that story okay okay so i used to go to get my eyebrows waxed this is in the 90s when you know everyone was waxing their brows super thin and so i said to my my waxer i was like hey can you maybe wax my nipples and she was like uh i don't i don't really know what to charge you for that so <laughs> so she yeah, charged I love me that that was her concern <laughs> Like, not what a weird request, but how do I get paid for that? <laughs> well, I love she, this. She, she was working for a salon and she had to put it down as something. <laughs> so, so she's like, how about I charge you for a chin wax? I was like, sure, whatever you've got to do. Wait, did she charge you for one chin wax or two? <laughs> it was one. So she charged me like 10 bucks to get those motherfuckers. Oh my gosh. And then the best part was she told her husband for some reason, who was a friend of mine. And so the next time he saw me, he's like, so how's your chin feeling? <laughs> she told her husband. Of course she did. Because we go home from work and we share with our partners the weirdest things that happened to us during the day. And yeah. 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 And that so had to have been the weirdest thing that happened to her that day. This woman asked me to wax her nipples. And, and they were the cleanest even... they'd ever been. <laughs> I wish I had her now to do Oh, that I'm sorry. Because... This woman charged me to wax her nipples. So my whole point is, yes, it's gotten worse, but I've always had that issue. <laughs> So thanks, mom and dad, for my extraordinarily thick, dark hair everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned eyesight changes earlier. Maybe that is part of God's plan, right? Like we're oh. all getting older. We're back in the yeah. dating world. We don't love the way we look, but people can't see us as well as they used to. So maybe that's like how it all balances out. Hey, that's a great point. So also... Also, like, and I've asked male friends this, I'll ask you, MJ, like, we're talking about, you know, how a woman looks when they're naked and all, all the things that we are insecure about, whether it's we're too fat or we're too thin or we have rolls or I don't know, wrinkles. Do you see all that or do you, are you just like sweet naked woman? Sweet naked woman. That's what I, <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not like... <laughs> I mean, there's two ends of the spectrum, right? I mean, there's two ends of the spectrum. I'll just say that, but no, no. A naked woman. I mean, pretty much you're like, yeah, <laughs> you like boobs. There you go. There yeah. they are. Just bring them on. DNA. <laughs> I got the T, not, or the A, not much T, but whatever. That's that's cool. Jackie, you got the T, I got the A. I got, I got some A. Oh, look at you. I've got some A, but... Okay. I'm just, you know, that's just the way, it's just the way God made me. <laughs> well, oh, goodness. Um, anything else is kind of a shorter episode. I mean, uh, well, I, I do want to piggyback on something that MJ was saying earlier, um, because <clears throat> you were saying, MJ, like, you couldn't quite put a finger on, you were talking about being in the club and feeling like the old like grandpa and the club and you couldn't mm -hmm. quite put a finger on it. And I just want to validate that in a way because I had never really felt that. Like I've always felt, so I'm 48, which I'm almost 49, which is super trippy to think that I am a year away from 50. Like I can't, like I cannot wrap my mind around that. Girl, I'm you know, a, I know, I know. Away. but I, I'm just saying like, I have always felt Okay, so when I turned 27, for some reason, I felt like, yeah, that's how old I am. And I've never been able to let go of that age. I remember my mom always saying she was 29 and holding. And I thought that was so weird. But I get it. I'm 27 and holding. Like, I still feel in my heart like I should be 27. So the thought that I'm almost 50, literally, is like not, I, I can't comprehend it. 
until <laughs> I started working my current job where I'm supervising a bunch of actual 20 somethings. And for the first time in my life, I feel, I don't want to say I feel old, but I definitely don't feel young. <laughs> and I am much more conscious and aware of my age than I've ever been. And even more than getting back in the dating world, this has rocked my world. Like working with, with women who I adore, but who are definitely 20 some years younger than me. Um, I, have a, I have to be very conscious of not constantly comparing myself. And being mm -hmm. like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and mm -hmm. it's just a new thing for me. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is what people talked about. And I remember when I was in my 20s, being very good friends with someone who's my age now, and her saying something along the lines of, when you get to a certain age, you feel invisible in the world. Hmm. And I didn't understand that. And I think as a woman, and for better or for worse, and, and maybe it's for worse, but we are very much valued for our looks and our youth. Um, and aging in our culture, in our American culture, I think is very difficult because suddenly you get to the point where you're no longer really a viable childbirther. <laughs> and that's kind of what our value is in this world, um, whether or not we choose our children. But it's that whole concept. Go ahead. I think it is harder to age in our culture, especially aging outside of a committed relationship because right. it is because that sort of attraction value, if you will, is different right. as a child. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's like whether or not men as a breeder, that, that's what they're <laughs> looking at. Right. It's as a breeder. I mean, we are looked at as breeders. And I think maybe it's changing now in each successive generation, but for certain with our generation, that's, that's how it always has been. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, as you get older, it's like, what is my value in the world? So I have to really try to focus on, I have so much more value beyond my looks. And we know this theoretically, right? Right. But it's like telling ourselves and reminding ourselves of that all the time. Well, and I think there's something else when we start talking about physical changes and age and dating and intimacy and all of that. This is where it's harder for some men, I think, to get back into the dating world because some men have age-related physical things that happen Oh, that when you no. start dating a new person or whatever, talk about something that might be able to wreck your confidence. You know, there are things that happen or or. I guess that don't happen that, you know, women don't, not that women don't experience <laughs> sexual well, changes as we age, but they're not as obvious. Obvious. But us, they're not as, right? right. And right. so for, I think for men, that's a, mm. like, that's a deeper, deeper level of mm -hmm. like, oh shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, can I, I perform? Can't control, like, Will I, can't I be control, able to perform? Yeah. Right. I can't control the gray in my hair, but if I wanted to, mm -hmm. I could cover it. I can't control that I'm mm. getting wrinkles, but I could mm. get, you know, Botox. And and it's not that there aren't things that that men can do to 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 combat that particular issue either, but I'm just saying talk about a whole game changer yeah. and like feeling like I just I I I my heart goes out to anyone that has to deal with that because I think that has to be that has to really really has to be a mindfuck mm. like, for real thank god for that's medicine a good point. i mean i'm i'm grateful <laughs> that <clears throat> i haven't hit that plateau yet <laughs> where, where it's necessary. ladies he has not but, hit that plateau hey, i haven't hit that plateau hit me up four two five no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> we can have a whole dating aspect oh, of this like a yes, dating yes. site on this show yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. Sorry. Another you know what, ladies? Yeah. If you're if if you want to meet our friend MJ in person, 
you hit me up and I'll screen you. I'm not letting just anyone call on you. So you're not allowed to give your phone number out, but I'll screen for you. AKA Judy <laughs> with the big booty. Call Jackie. That's right. Let me know. Applications are accepted. And I'll be I'll be doing the pre-screening. Nice. <laughs> no, but that's a good point. That honestly, I don't think about Jackie, but you're right. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the performance issues that men face inevitably. And and women have similar physical things but like i said earlier they're not as obvious they're not yeah. as obvious we can hide that mm -hmm. right they're but, blue exactly but <laughs> but i mean i just i think about that and i think that has to be a right, really yeah. difficult thing to grapple with emotionally i know right. physically there's things you can do and and honestly i right. don't think women really care that much if if that happens, we deal with it and whatever. But but yeah. I think the emotional and the mental piece okay. of it would be would be difficult to I'm not a man, but I would imagine that would be difficult. Because mm. if mm -hmm. my identity is tied up in my hair, Mike, your identity is tied up somewhere lower, right? Yeah. The virility. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But he hasn't gotten there passionate. Yet, so. I'm trying he to be compassionate. And you, you know it's funny? It's not, I mean, the libido is not like it was when I was 21, but I can perform with a 21-year-old. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, ladies, application. Yes. And oh um, there's a, there's oh. an application fee you're going to have to pay me. Yes. To, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a pimp. I'm, I'm not, not a pimp. I'm not even going to ask if the adage is true. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just not. Oh dear. If the was true, not. If the old adage, come on. Hey, spit it what, out. <laughs> Once you go black, is that true? Yeah. Once you go black, <laughs> check your credit. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, yes. That oh, is not. Okay. <laughs> She put it on a cue card, everybody. I just read the cue card, but <laughs> oh my God. no. Dear Beatheads, the attitudes expressed in this episode do not reflect those of the hosts of the show. Oh my god. Or of this host, anyway. Hey, 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 he said it. He said it. I just read a cue card. That, that's all I oh my god. I no, um, it is true. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh, you, you guys tell me. I guess I don't, I, I don't I mean, know. I'm I, I can honestly know. say that's an experience I've never had. Cheers. Okay. Jackie, you got to make this less awkward real fast. I don't know how to do that. I'm over here <laughs> racking my brain. <laughs> subject change. What's a quick subject change? <laughs> so so I think you're right. Let's do some takeaways. <laughs> Dion, do you want to go first? Oh, okay. Um, so I guess just off the top of my head, my takeaway would be that we are all going to experience inevitable physical changes as we get older. And um, it's just important to be aware of that and be able to talk about it to our friends, to our <laughs> therapists, <laughs> to people who will understand, and also to talk to ourselves and just be like, you know what, like physically, you may not be the same as you were when you were 23, but um, there are a lot of amazing things that come with age. And one of them is self-acceptance and like knowing who you are and what you can offer to the world that has nothing to do with your physical self. So at least that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right, Mike, do you have a takeaway? Did you learn something? I did. Today? This, was, this was a fun, fun. <laughs> Dion, I really liked how you summed that up. Um, you know, self-awareness, self-appreciation, self-love. Um, as, as a lot of self-love. We're, we're all getting older. We are going through different changes um, in life on a lot of different levels, whether it's job-related, family-related, you know, relationship. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think um, loving yourself and, and being mm -hmm. the best version of you and working towards... Um, what's going to help you get there. I think it's never really achievable. I think you always continue to work towards 
mm-hmm. towards being the better version of you. But it's my take. I like that. So I think I'm leaving this episode with a big (laughs) smile on my face. Um, Dion, you mentioned therapy. And I just have to say that you, Mike, and all of our beat heads are, whether you like it or not, you're my unwitting therapist. (laughs) Because I work out all my weird shit on you guys. um, (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the free therapy. Um, You know, this episode, it's, it's been fun to talk about or important, I think, to talk about these things because so many of the people who are our age, who are in this dating pool, Mm -hmm. we get so caught up in our own heads about what's wrong with us. And as we age, what we individually (laughs) feel insecure about. And I think it's really important to recognize that, yes, those self-love things, that's important, but you're also not alone in this. We're all dealing with these issues, physical changes that we can't control, whatever form they may take. Every one of us is dealing with those. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think we have grace for each other and we need to have a little grace for ourselves as we go through it. I love that. What I have to say. Thanks. Thanks. Maybe I'll start a podcast. Oh, wait, I have one of those. (laughs) Also, I just want to say, I think the two of you are just gorgeous human beings. Physically, if we're representing Gen X, Gen Xers, then we kind of rock. Hey. Yes, we, yes, we do. Cheer, cheers to cheers us. To, cheers Pop to your us. collar on three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, side note, really quick. Side note, like, did you guys see the new Top Gun? Not yet. No yet. spoilers. I'm not going to. I'm just saying like it was so much fun to watch because there's so many bits of nostalgia in there. Just like bringing back the old kind of just like little nods to the original. But um, what I wanted to say is Kelly McGillis was not in it, mm-hmm. but his new love interest is played by Jennifer Connelly. And what I loved is they, first of all, they chose somebody who is in our age group to play his love interest. They didn't choose some 20 year old. And they didn't CG her at all. She looks like she's in her 50s. And she looks beautiful, but she's got wrinkles. And I loved that. Like, I specifically noticed that in the film. I was like, you know, Tom Cruise is ageless. I think he's made a deal with the devil. But the female love interest looks like she's the age she's supposed to be. And it just, it made me happy that they chose to do that. So well, that is, yeah, that is good. I have to say on that topic, I listened to our friends over at 1980s now, um, their newest episode mm-hmm. that just dropped. Mm-hmm. And I had to turn guys. off, I had to turn down the volume for a few minutes because they were like, okay, spoiler alert, Maverick. And I was like, <gasps> no, I had to turn it down for a minute. But so I, good. You guys I need have to go see, see that movie. I, so I need to. I was going to try and go this weekend and I didn't. And then I keep thinking I'll go yeah. this week, but I'm trying to, I just, there's so much going on in life right now, um, but I'm going to get there. If not yeah. this week, then I don't know, eventually. It's um, fun. Everybody in the theater was like cheering at the right moments. Like, like everybody was engaged because we're all like into it. It was fun. The girl next to me, like she and I were like talking to each other though. It was great. <laughs> cheering for the, they don't have a volleyball scene, but they have a football scene. I'm just okay. going to leave it at that. Well, I'm see now that. you spoiled it. Ah, come on. <sighs> I'm trying okay. not to hear anything about it. Okay, <laughs> Mike. It. Yes. We love you. I love you. Thank you for being here. I love Coming you back to, to visit us again. It's just, we love having so you. Fun. And, Thank um, you. And, and when are you coming we, to Seattle? Um, July 9th, maybe? July 8th. Oh my gosh. The 7th. <laughs> okay, I, that would be the come. best birthday gift ever. No pressure. Big old Mike Jones hug. No pressure. Yes. That's what I. That's what I want for my birthday. Fantastic. Um, all morning. right. Well, Dion, thank you. This is so fun. Thank you. Um, as always, listen, like, review, share, subscribe. Literally, all of those things help us get get our podcast out there more. So. Please do those things and um, share any feedback you have. If you have thoughts on this topic that you want to share with us, um, hit us up, send us, slide into our DMs. 
Slide into our DMs. Uh, 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 slide into our DMs uh, or post it on maybe our Maybe more difficult. It may be more difficult at this age to slide into our DMs. Right. But try slide it. gracefully. <laughs> and, Put some yeah. gay on and slide into the DMs. Put some Bengay on your knees and slide Ouch. into the DMs. Oh, he had a whole different connotation than I did. I don't want no Bengay oh, there. Dear. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. Well, this has been fun. I love you guys. <laughs> Love the beat heads. We will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. I'll be almost <gasps> out of my 40s the next time we do an episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I know. It'll be fun. What should All we right. talk about? We'll think about that. All right. Mm. All right. Bye, we'll guys. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Take care. Bye, Bye MJ. Bye, guys.